Welcome to Click Star, brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at luckydicecafe.com. And now for your hosts, Daniel Powell, Jason Alvey, and Tyler Spees. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Clickstoff today. This is your host, Daniel Powell, speaking. Just want to let y'all know that Clickstoff is brought to you by Trollandtoad.com, the world's largest Heroclix retailer. Find Heroclix new and old at Trollandtoad.com. Save 5% off your Heroclix order with coupon code Clickstoff. Merchant and pre-order items do not apply. Uh, if you like what you hear today on Clickstoff, check us out at Patreon.com forward slash Clickstoff. A dollar and above gets entered into our monthly giveaways. Five dollars and above gets entered into our um, exclusive Discord server um, for tips, tricks, and uh, exclusive training classes. Uh, also, check out clickstoff.com. We've got some uh, new articles posted up there, um, some casual stuff, uh, and we're working on getting um, a rather a diverse array of types of articles up there. Um, so joining me today is Tyler finally decided on a team Spees. Hello. <laughs> and Alex is quite possibly superhuman coos. That is, I can neither confirm nor deny this. <laughs> so, um, so we're coming fresh off of team nats and singles nats uh, which is the goal of our show tonight and uh, talking a little bit about um, coverage on those two events and prep and consistency on making top cuts um, so we're not going to cover spider-man t- tonight much to tyler's chagrin um, but <laughs> we have a little bit of catching up to do here on the podcast so for apologies we've been behind we've had some crazy work stuff between all of us and alex has been getting a thousand and eighteen hundred pictures ready um i'm still somehow training. getting i'm still somehow getting images ready for nats i don't know how this is possible <laughs> right um so you know we're going to record this show and then we're probably going to record spider-man here in a less than a week or so um just to break up the amount of content uh, we'd love to do a four-hour show but we can't do that at 9 30 on a tuesday night 10 30 uh, on uh in the uh, real people time fast people time <laughs> i want to i call eastern time angry people time that's a fair statement and i accept it yeah, we call so, we call central time slow time so that's right <laughs> i i agree we we take it we take things a little different around here we don't wake up super early like y'all do on Eastern time. <laughs> That's a good one. We don't send our kids to school to get on the bus in the dark. I'm sure somebody uh, does. Probably. All right. Well, so here's how I want to talk about it. I want to talk about Team Nats um, first. Uh, so congrats to uh, Four Points Gaming Club, Isaac A.B., Matt, and Scott for winning the team event. Um, so congrats to those guys. Uh, we'll cover our 
Um, performance there pretty quickly, but it was terrible. Um, Jason played the armor team. He played E-Tree, Soul Gym, Time Gym, Reality Gym on the sideline, Onslaught, Punisher, War Machine, um, Iceman, and the Latvian Engineer. Uh, he went, we dropped after round four. He went one and three. Um, Tyler, what did you play? How did you do? Uh, played uh, Dark Side, uh, Lockjaw, Brainiac, and then Symbiote on Lockjaw, and the WWE Ring, and the map. You mean Symbiote on Dark Side. What I say? Symbiote on Lockjaw. Yeah, Symbiote, I did not cheat. And that's how he got DQ'd. <laughs> I, I really do like Symbiote on Dark Side. Being able to break with Rafi is a huge deal. Uh, having an extra rollout is a big deal, too. Um, so I, I think it's a really good item until uh, those uh, arms come out. But we're not allowed to talk about that. The uh, arms? Yeah. The, you mean <laughs> the, the arms. Waldo? He's talking Waldo. Waldo arms. Yeah. The Waldo Garden. arms? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yep. Um, so... Um, and what was your record? Uh, it was a, a solid um, one in four. And one I in, got a one in three because we dropped the round for air. Yeah. Sure. And I got, I think it was 85 total points mm-hmm. on the day. So it was not, <laughs> it was definitely not my play style. I didn't have any time to practice as we discussed a lot of work stuff. Um, and Dark Side was just sort of a, he was he was fun to play, but I, I did feel sort of outpaced on a lot of the a lot of the matchups. But so you meant you you mentioned you liked having Symbiote on him because he can auto break away. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming for when you charge or something. Yeah, it's really important for to not have him tied up because he has no improved movement at all. So if they put a paw, I mean, he has him, he has phasing. Yeah, yeah, but then you can't attack. So, like, I, I was always losing Brainiac. Like, always. People killed Brainiac, and they, they were up 10 points at that point, so I had to I had to go aggressive in, in all my games. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, I just can't let him get tied up, or else I'm just punching pogs until... <laughs> right, but I mean, you still right. got the, so, the, so the Mega Beam, so... So maybe, so maybe the play there for you should have been, like, double-ringing him. Yeah, maybe. But um, so, but I could have probably played the Venom symbiote on my team, and you could have played um, the Remaker and Spin. Yep. Yeah, Spin would be nice too. Just again, auto breakaway, pretty much the same thing. Um, yeah, I like that. So. Yeah, well, I, in, in, in three of my games. Um, for two of my games, they had some sort of free barrier, so they would always just like, um, like I, I couldn't do anything with the Omega Beam because <laughs> they just they just buried around the Omega Beam. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, you had the. I think we had some of the worst matchup luck between A, B, and C, um, or between A and C for sure. Um, like Jason got matched up with the high defense team, you know, a few rounds and. You got matched up with the barrier team, but I think if that had been flip flopped, yeah, y'all would y'all, y'all would have been okay. Um, so, um, 
I had, I don't know, just regular matchups, I guess. Um, I played uh, Widow, uh, Captain Marvel, Steve Rogers, Prime Batman, Mind Gym, Remaker. Um, I went 4-0 and with uh, three wipes and 197 points in the other game. So, yeah. uh, Tyler and Jason were concerned that they were letting me down, but they weren't. Um, you know, uh, the way I look at it is uh, work pays for hero clicks or allows us to have a house over our head in which to play Roll20 hero clicks in. Um, so they both had some crazy work commitments that two weeks prior to Nats. So, um, you know, it just is what it is, right? Uh, yeah. Plus, we yeah. had some bad matchup luck. There's nothing we could do about that. So. And like any like, since they're both having the same time and we had limited practice time, like obviously we're practicing for singles because because that's standard meta, you know. Right. Um, I'm not practicing that dark side team because I have a team in that I'm going to be using in all other events that has more than one figure on it. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the singles for us was the big deal. So. Um, now I would say this: I really liked Batman with the Mind Gem on him. Um, plus one attack is, you know, just a static perplex, right? Uh, which is great. And then if you roll a ten plus, you get to mind control the map again. Yeah, he's probably the best use case for 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 that. I yeah, for the Mind Gem. Yeah, I mean, Soul Gem's obviously good if you play against a bunch of Mystics. Um, I mean, I like Exospecs, but I didn't have the points for it. I was just, you know, Exospecs being 12 points screwed me over. Uh, Is that, like, the only thing left in the meta that's odd points? I guess Symbiote's four, but you just, it's basically five. Yeah, it's it's under, right? It's the only thing that's over that's a problem, right? Right, yeah. I can't think of anything else. Uh, I mean, uh, Harness. Oh, yeah, that's what, seven, I think? Yeah, Harness is seven. Yeah, that um, th- Nothing else relevant? Maybe the Christmas present? Hey, okay. Oh, oh Christmas present. I'm not saying that it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's, it's five odd points. Point. Is it five points? It's five points. Okay, well, it's not weird then. <laughs> um, maybe the Glaive? Is the glaive odd points? I think it's ten. Corvus glaive. It's ten. Yeah, so I guess the exospecs and the harness are the only weird ones. But I guess, you know, realistically, the harness is... Proximus Spears 8. Yeah, but I guess realistically, if you say that the rounding up is fine... Um... You know, if I say that the harness costs 10 or the Proxima Spear costs 10, that's okay. Right. But I think if the I say the... costs I think 16 I, or 15. If I think I say that the Exospecs cost 15, that's too many. Right. Um, I don't know if it's too many. It's just annoying. <laughs> right. I, 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 I still think it's probably worth it, as on certain figures, obviously. Sure. Sure. Uh, it, it definitely I mean, has, like, it definitely has a spot on a lot of teams, but that those two points. I mean, I know when I'm building robot teams with Magneto, 
it's always like those two points are always just too too many. Like yeah, it's, it's just, just always it's, it works perfectly, and then you're like, dang, those two points. Yep, it just is ah. fifteen. Because you don't have IDs anymore to help offset that, right? Right. That yeah, that's a huge deal. Because you're like, oh, I'll throw a you know I'll throw a Jean Grey student ID on. Now I'm at fifteen points. It's great. Yeah, that would make it a lot more palatable, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, I had some good matchups. Um, I had a particular nasty matchup versus some robots, uh, but I managed to pull that one out in the end. Um, it was the first time that my widow's been crit hit. Ooh. And it wow. sucked. It sucked really bad. I was yeah, like, I yep, she's reset. Because he yeah. came at me with five damage. He was like, all right, I got to roll of the eight for five damage. And he was <laughs> like, crit hit. And I'm like, shit. Yeah, yep. so that, that can't feel that. good. No, it didn't feel good. I couldn't. He He had me in the pinch. So I couldn't, uh, I couldn't prob it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's becoming very relevant. Yeah, the pinch is becoming pretty relevant. I use that on Dark Panther or um, dark. Black Leopard. <laughs> dark, dark Panther. <laughs> Black where, Leopard a lot. Where's Dark Panther coming from? I never heard of that. <laughs> Let me look him up. He's probably a thing. Give me a second. Yeah. Dark Panther is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jason, we went over your team's record already uh, and talked about that and just how we had not-so-great day in teams. Um, but if you want to lead us off lead us off on some uh, singles, uh, talk about what you played and just uh, what your overall record was. And No, I'm good, thanks. Okay. <laughs> um, Tyler, would you like to talk about what you played and what your overall record was? I suppose. Um I played Cosmic plus seven. Um, it was Captain Marvel at 95, Franklin at 65, Brainiac at 10, and then four 30-point Phoenixes. Um, yeah, so that was it. Um, it's a real fun team. It uh, has a lot of threats that are hard to deal with at the same time. Um, I went uh, three and two. In the uh, first on the first day, um, I made top cut. I can't remember where I placed. You were in the late twenties, like me. Yeah. Oh, I just got here actually. Uh, I finished twenty third. Uh, yeah, I was the top three and two. Um, so I scored a lot of points, which is what the team's supposed to do. Um, and then in top uh, one, my first game in top thirty two against uh, Tim Bold, who's running Alpha. An Alpha Avengers team, which my team does really, really well against. Um, and then in top 16, I played against um, the team's champion, um, Isaac. And um, that is <laughs> by far out of 122 contestants, my worst matchup. So, um, right. And he went, he won map, right? He won map. He, he was plus three on me. Um, and my strategy against Batman is obviously just, just like, body block just to make sure that some like th some of my pieces are alive after Batman does his thing but um, his team was very very good at that because it had um, had spin ring to move uh, my phoenixes around it had the knockback ring to knock back the pogs so I don't <laughs> body block um, it had uh, wits for my 
shape change. She actually made my Captain Marvel tiny, so she didn't get her shape change from the object. Oh, I was also running the symbiote. I put that on her. Um, so basically, he just organized all of my stuff right to where <laughs> Batman had a line of fire and all of it, and then he killed it all. And his and his team was a bunch of Fates, Prime Batman, two Adams, Amanda Waller, and Star Girl. For those yep. that are and then, curious. And then the knockback ring and the spin, spin ring, ring. To, yep. to get people out of the way. Yep. So yeah, it was not uh, not the best matchup, but it's a really fun team. I think if I didn't get that bad matchup, I would have got gone pretty far. Um, it's definitely a team I'm looking at in the future, so I like it. Right. And you might possibly be playing that team this weekend in Columbus? I very well might be. I need to get see if I can find a Brainiac, which shouldn't be that, that much of an issue. Right. Um, so I um, I played the Widow Marvel Marvel team. Um, I went 3-2, and two, made it to top six, 32. Uh, I was 27th-ish. And um, made it past my top 32 matchup, which was a Widow Mirror. Um, so I lost map against Connor. And I had uh, the best dice roll, the best oh, blades yeah. roll that I've ever had in my entire life. Um, as far as uh, relevant dice, as far as relevant blades rolls in a competitive situation. Um, I'm sure I rolled a six on blades before, but uh, I haven't uh, done it in this uh, this critical of a situation. So uh, Connor moved up on the Iron Avengers map. Uh, I moved up. I equipped my remaker. No, I sorry, I didn't equip my remaker because he stole it with a recruit. Uh, I moved up, uh, deleted his dial, outwitted his super senses, just in case he landed on senses. And then, so this was turn one, not turn two, turn zero, turn one, whatever you want to call the first time we do stuff. Uh, moved up, dropped my cat, perplexed up its attack, uh, hit with the blades, roll the blades, roll a six, reset the widow turn one, uh, rolled a three on the return because she healed up four, um, brought out a brainiac as I hit his recruit. Uh, the Brainiac rolled for an action token, which pushed the Widow to her uh, stop click. Then I phased, close in capped her, and killed her in turn one. Which was the uh, best po- possible situation of all of those entire rolls. Yeah. What are you going to say, Alex? No, I was just saying wow. <laughs> pretty yeah. incredible turn of events yeah and then i didn't hit a single attack against joe uh the next round and joe went on to got second it, i i can't quantify this in any way but it it feels like when you roll blades on a pog it just it does better than normal because it was the same thing with teakle he always seemed to roll really well but maybe yeah. it's just because it's coming from a somebody you know you're not paying for right so anything well anything sounds or feels good well, right. and and it, and it may also be that you know with pogs generally you don't have an alternative like 
they have one damage or less. That's so you're true. like, yeah. I have to roll blades. Where you might have a regular figure, and it's like, oh, he's got three damage. Right. You know, I, I, I I'll, I'll, I'll take the chance. Where right. Pogs, it's yeah. like, no, nah, this is my only option. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So this leads me into my segment, uh, and this one was inspired by uh, a post that DJ made on his play on his page, and um, he was talking about how he was disappointed uh, in his Nationals appearance after a great showing at Worlds last year, and um, Brad Milburn commented in he said that's exactly how i felt at worlds in october after my run in origins which he got top eight at um so it, it's how do you consistently make top cuts and what are some of my theories behind for example why tyler and i continue to make top cuts right um and make top 16s, right? Because top 16 out of 120-something players, I don't think is anything to sneeze at, right? I mean, we didn't make top eight, so we didn't make all the published team lists, right? We were one round from that. But top 16 is pretty dang good, I think. Uh, even top 32 is pretty dang good, right? Top third? I mean, that's not – I mean, top higher than that. Top it's like four. top 20. It's like top fourth of the field, right? Um, so what do you do to constantly make – top cuts right so i want to use joe gutierrez as a little bit of an example here um and so i think joe has taken the uh tyler spees approach to this um joe constantly practices online joe has won several online win maps uh he has dedicated himself to the art of online play um yeah i practiced with him a couple times lead up to that thanks right um joe has also availed himself to all forms of uh hero clicks um media. social so yeah hero clicks media on the competitive side um He's subscribed to our Patreon a couple of times the past couple of years, and he did some practice sessions with us and some coaching sessions. Now, not that that probably helped him at all. It probably didn't help him at all. Um, I, don't, I don't want anyone to think that we're trying to take credit of it. It's just a fact. Um, so if it helped, it helped. If it didn't, it didn't. I don't really care. Take that how you want, um, which I hate that I even have to defend myself that way. Um, I think that I've worked with Joe quite a bit and have helped him in some small aspect on his play styles. Um, but whatever. Um, Joe also, so basically Joe avails himself to all forms of media, Heroclix related, uh, which is what we do here at Clicked Off, right? We're all, we're in all of the Facebook groups. We're in the rock discords. We're reading that. We're practicing with other people outside of our play group constantly. Um, you know, I do a lot of that via our uh, Discord um, or the Rock Discord. Um, and so we're, we're, we're learning what other people are playing. We're learning other play styles. Um, I guess kind of think of it like Taskmaster, right? That'd be would that be a good way to put it, Tyler? Like you're 
you're you're learning the other martial arts, right? It definitely it because there there is a regional um I guess flavored hero clicks. Um people in the Midwest play different than people on the uh, West Coast play different than people in Texas. You know, there there are things that they do differently that they're all well versed in that we don't normally see until a national event, unless I think obviously online has helped a lot with that. Um, yeah, and I was just want to. I don't know where to fit this in, but small flex is I haven't I haven't missed the top 16 in a major since Nats of 2018. So fingers crossed for Worlds, I guess. Right. Right, and I haven't either, except for 2018 Worlds where I puked everywhere. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to call that one a wash. No uh, excuse. No excuse. You had to be there. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> you know what? In that vein, I just want to make sure we say this. Our team dropped after Paris's did on Saturday. So, <laughs> huh? I was trying to convince Dan because I because we were out and I had to uh, I had a family event going on and so we were talking about it and then we saw in the Discord the Paris drops <laughs> we're like okay now we can drop now we're fine right. uh, yeah <laughs> so uh, even though I puked at 2018 Nats I still did better than Paris by making the event True. um yeah, that's just an ongoing joke between Paris and I um. But yeah, I mean it's it's consistency, and I haven't missed one since uh, 2017. Um, I got top eight in the Nats in 2017, and top 16 in Worlds that year. Um, so that was that was fun. That was the first time I ever played Nate White, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. I know you didn't go to Rock Cup in 2017. Uh, yeah, and, the, and this humble brags uh, section was brought to you by Troll and Toad. Troll and Toad for all your humble brag needs. Right. Well, it's the point of how do we constantly make top cuts, right? What what is the secret sauce that we have, right? So I mean, let me. That's a good point. We'll we'll stop humble bragging and get back to the meat here. Um. <laughs> So, you know, practice is part of it, right? Practicing outside of your comfort zone. Um, availing your form, yourself to all forms of Heroclix media. Like, I, I will go and I'll read I read Realms. I pop in every once in a while. Just right. I don't, I don't read everything. But, like, if I see something interesting, because they'll talk about uh, different types of interactions, right? Um, that's what I typically get from it. Um, but now, I mean, of course, Realms is very toxic, and you know, there's several Facebook groups on uh, uh, with HeroClix that are very toxic. So you have to be prepped your mentally to deal with those. Um, but if you're ready to deal with that and just kind of ignore some of that toxicity. You can you can glean some good information uh, from some of these posts, right? Uh, I mean, it's almost a job to just study everything, right? Study what's going on um, and that sort of thing, right? So, like, uh, I'll use the example: McConnell Lamar made top sixteen, 
and you know even Joe making top two, right? Those are two players that a lot of people don't know about, right? But from McConnell's perspective, if you play in the Rock Online events, you've played against McConnell, you know what he does on New York Harbor, you understand the intricacies of how he uses that map bonus to generate objects for cables, how he sends up cables to destroy your objects. He had his um, team write-up on Last Action Hero Clicks, by the way. Um, but you understand that going into the event, and then you make a little mental note, McConnell, high-theme X-Men, steals your objects, steal your girl. And... Um, it's just being like Batman, I guess, too, and like making notes on everyone, having a catalog of everyone on what they're playing, how they play it. Um, and maybe they'll change it up on you, but at least you get an understanding of when you go into that type of matchup, what you can kind of expect to see the first few turns. Yeah, I mean, uh, my biggest thing ever and it's like far and away more than anything else to just practice online because it's super available now and easy and there's always people on there to practice with and that's it it's just practice practicing is all yeah it's the biggest thing right so let's uh, let's as an observer of watching you guys prepare i think it also is good to know to talk a little bit about Tyler's situation, because Tyler, you were in a different situation than Dan, because you did you didn't have as much practice time. Like you really were only able to get into gear a couple weeks, three weeks before nationals. So what Tyler did, and you you can expand on this more, is Tyler made sure when he built his team, he built something that was relatively in his comfort zone. He wanted yeah. something in a more aggressive team build because that is what he's used to playing. And he used that familiar, uh, familiarity to compensate for the lack of ability to practice like he would want to. He still got in good practice, but he used that 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 team to be able to say, oh, I, I know generally how this is going to work. Let me use the practices to, to uh, iron out some issues. Because basically, I would say between the two of you that you guys are kind of pretty different like dan you you spend a lot of time on your team mentally like all day every day and not that tyler doesn't it's just you put the time in there and not everybody has the time for that so i think it's a good good thing to talk about the differences between that that you guys are two fairly different types of preparers for these types of tournaments that's what i'm trying to get at right so i would agree with that um in the point that, um, oh, oh gosh, I forgot my point. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, so like, and I'll let Tyler expand too, but, uh, you know, I played a team that was in my comfort zone too, right? You know, right. uh, Widows, Widow and Marvels is hard to KO. It has a, it has a good amount of attacks. It has high attack, high defense if needed. So it was something that fell into my comfort zone, but I'll let Tyler expand on kind of why he played what he played as well. Those stupid uh, yeah. seals. <laughs> uh, Alex is right. Um, it Basically, I practiced a few different teams. Um, I knew I wanted to be aggressive. Um, and 
I knew that I liked Dark Phoenix a lot. I the big my number one thing is is if a if a figure has colossal stamina. That's such a huge deal for tempo and everything because the threat's always there. So and I knew I liked Dark Phoenixes, so I went with that. Um, the team ended up being or having a lot of the same strength as whales um, in a lot of ways. So I, and I knew how to capitalize on those strengths. So it, it, there definitely was familiarity. To, that's why I did as well as I did. Um, obviously, because I played Dark, dark Side and had different results, because that is a different type of team. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, and I just I wanted to bring it up just to kind of, because there's a, a lot of our listeners just don't, I assume, don't have the time that they're, they may get the concern, you know, I don't have time to be able to spend 10 hours, 8 hours a week working, like practicing, but I want to be able to compete competitively and, and do pretty well. And I think it's finding, now you should be able to get away from your niche a little bit, but finding your, your niche, niche, whatever it's called, um, is helpful. Your play style, figuring out what you are very comfortable with. That way, when you are having to find a new team, which both of you did have to find a new team, come rotation, like you had to completely abandon teams you were very familiar with to find something new. It's yeah. and that's the thing. You guys were able to say, okay, this is the type of team. Dan is more of a don't I? You've got a you know I got a lot of rollouts. You know it's I got power, but I'm hard to KO. Tyler's, I'm in your face, aggressive. You're gonna, sure, you may take out one or two of my figures, but I've got like a lot more ready to hammer you afterwards to to pay to make you pay for what you're doing. Like it, yeah. it's and that's your general mind. When I look at you two as players, that's what I see. That, I think that is to boil it down as much as possible. That's the easiest difference is that I give I play teams that give up a lot of points very easily, and Dan very much does not. I think that I think that is the best way to summarize the differences. Yeah, yeah, you're you're correct. Yeah, I think I gave up uh, less than 200 points in four rounds. I think I gave up at least 100 points in every round. So. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, and uh, on uh, on teams, I gave up less than uh, 200 points uh, in four sure. rounds. Um, in singles, I I mean I got I got wiped once. I think I think I may have got wiped twice. I don't know in Swiss. Um, but so uh, so uh, Dan, unless you had something you immediately wanted to go into, I wanted to talk a little bit about more about teams in general. We talked a little bit uh, about how you guys progress, but from a tournament organizer, uh, prepare talking purely about preparing for a team event. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, so folks are wanting to know, though, seriously, though, are you superhuman? How did you make all those images in such little time? Seriously, uh, just, that dude is the real MVP, Tom Shannonberger says. I, it's just organization. I've learned early you have to be organized and make it efficient. My job is literally auditing. So my job is to that make sure people uh, – my job is to make sure people are – and I, I also do process improvement. So my whole thing is, let me look at what you're doing and how can I can improvements, uh, improve it. So me making these dials and these tokens, every time I sat down to do it, I kept thinking of new ways to do it faster. And eventually I got fast enough that it was reasonable. Um, I, but don't deny, I won't deny it, I'll say it on this podcast for sure, like 
I, I may have had some choice words for some of you guys playing some random figures that I <laughs> never would have thought I would have ever had to put in clicks form. But I did. Uh, uh, let's see, someone played Ellie Hawk Girl. Um, oh. <laughs> never thought I would have to make an Ellie Hawk Girl. Uh, Wait, L.E.? The L.E. The one, one that, yeah. That, the stuff with items? No, 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 no. That's old school, man. That's way old school. The L.E. Hawk Girl from JLU, the one that, like, lowers your defense. Like, your whole team loses one defense. I, I don't get it. Oh! Uh, okay. Like, yeah. she has charge. Other friendly characters modify defense minus one. Yeah. I remember. I She's strong, know. though. I mean, 11 for 4, but I, I, I didn't get it. But she has the whole Justice founding members thing, so that's probably why. Either way, I had to make a ton of figures I just didn't expect. <laughs> didn't expect. Like Ellie Punisher. Like, I should have known with Punisher War Machine, but right. it just didn't hit. Like, I didn't – it didn't hit me on certain things. I did not expect, and I think this is something we've talked about privately. Like, we – I did not expect Fantastic Four to be – as big as it was. And I don't mean the set. I mean the whole switching out of Fantastic Four members. Like, that was a big... T- I almost ba- clicked, like, made dials for almost every single Fantastic Four piece. It right. is by so, far the biggest set that I did. So I would like to pause there for just a second. That's a good point. Um, do you guys think um, Fantastic Four has legs in full modern as the as the team like the full at, fantastic four team yeah as the full swapper rooney do the stuffy team i don't think so personally i don't like i'm not saying it's you can't play it i'm saying i don't think it's a like if there's tiers i don't think it's in the s tier so it it did so well in it won teams it did so and what him, what made it? Whatever. What do you think made it do so poorly in singles? Bad rolls, um, bad decisions. <laughs> Generally, that's the that's the safe answer. Um, there was none in top eight, right? No, there was not. Um, were there? I don't even know top sixteen. Do you guys know of any? Uh, maybe um, what's his name from Michigan? Jeremy Walters, maybe. I don't know that for sure. I don't think so. But. Uh, he Jeremy Walters did play that in teams. I think he okay. did also. That's another point I'll get to in a minute about the difference between singles and teams. But it was played by a lot. I mean, PJ played it also. I mean, he was, I won't say one of the founding fathers of Fantastic, the Fantastic Four type team, but I, I feel like he's the founding father of a lot of teams. So, <laughs> uh, like, it's like, oh, let's find the root person who made, oh, it's PJ. Oh, he's the first one who came out. So I know with him, he just had a very, and he'll probably talk about it on his own podcast. He just had a bad day, like dice wise. Like it just, in theory, the team looked great. And I think the key thing, I like it. And the reason I like it is because it has flexibility. And that's what you want is flexibility. To be able to just say, oh, this matchup's worse. I'm bringing in these people, and I could still do a lot. Because think about the pieces, the main pieces on these type of teams. We've talked about them. You've got the Von Dooms. You've got Franklin Richards. You've got Valeria. You've got Super Rare Thing. You've got Ghost Rider. You've got Wolverine. Like, they're all really good pieces. 
they're not see that's the issue they're not all really good pieces there is about 200 points of really good pieces i would say yeah so there it's it's very it's a yeah so i think my problem is is that (laughs) it it relies way too heavily on uh, black leopard being into position I agree with that. And the thing having a 19 defend. Uh, no, because Invisible Woman also has the defend too, I believe, right? But hers is only an 18. Does she even have it? Uh, there's a, there's one that she... No, she has a 19. No, not defend. And she also relies on that whole Fantastic Four bumping up your... Um, stats like there's certain things with that that's the thing is like i haven't done enough research into well i have the nuances I mean, of the team i mean pretty much the the basis of the team was going to that fantastic four map and uh putting put going into the defense room and having a, a 22 defense and hoping that you get into position for black leopard to make you a 10 attack so you had to crit hit um, the problem is, is that Black Leopard isn't Nighthawk Prime. He's got to be in position. So if you swoop in with a high attack, nuke somebody, get out of position, the thing starts falling apart. Um, which I think is what happened to a lot of folks in singles playing this team. Um, which is why I don't think it's necessarily the tippy top tier team. Now, did any of you guys play a fan, uh, play against Fantastic Four in singles? Uh, not in singles. Jason played against it in teams. I played it in teams. Um, I don't think I played it in singles. How did Jason? How did your matchup in teams go? Like just in general, like what did you see uh, playing against Fantastic Four? Uh, I played Isaac in the first round of teams, and he had uh, what he wound up putting on the board was Thing. Uh, Valeria Richards, Franklin Richards, Franklin Von Doom, Black Leopard. Uh, and then, uh, then he had uh, the, the Buzz and Chuck Pogs, and he had uh, the Alicia Grimm Pog and the Don Greenwood Pog. And uh, he put a Space Jam, I think, on one of them. I can't remember which one right now. I wound up winning map against him, so he didn't get to use the Reed's Lab map against me. Um but yeah, it was just kind of a, a high defense defend, you know. Uh, he was block. He was using Franklin to block off uh, lines of fire with the uh, terrain marker, with the blocking terrain markers, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and you know, perplexing up everybody's defense. Um, and that's when I was playing onslaught, Punisher, War Machine. Um, I was able to get Frank. I was able. I couldn't. I mean, it was. It's hard to you know hit that much defense. Uh, sometimes and I, I, I got I was able to separate Franklin Von Doom from the rest of the pack, which isn't really what I wanted. But then uh, I had enough tax to kill him, but then I missed. So, um, which is what they're counting on. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess I don't understand why you guys think that's just not generally good. Like a lot of people rely on rollouts. They rely on you rolling well, which doesn't happen a lot, right? Like defense right because here's the thing right like if 
if I have shape change, super senses, and imperv, while each roll is separate, right, the chances of that roll just be just negating you is like my opponent can only do so many things about me not being able to roll out right battle fury outwit uh can't use uh precision strike right they're they're all dependent on those things but my rollout if i have three of them stacked um there's not much you can do about it um percentage wise right like i don't know the percentage off the top of my head but like having those three rolls and making one is pretty high now if you're relying on your opponent to be bad and get into position of black leopard um or get within six of him to whereas if you have a team that has seven range and you go out and go 14 for six you can hit a 22 Especially if they don't have the range for the prob, right? Let's say you're eight, nine, mm-hmm. ten squares away, and they can't prob you. You come in with a high attack. High attack will typically always be high defense. You still got to roll eights and nines. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. Not with a 14. You just you said 22. Eight. Yeah, you got to roll an eight. That's literally oh, what I well, just said. Oh, well, you said eights or nines. That's not a nine. It's an eight. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying if you're going by the prob- probability game, like, right, I but d- not, I don't all, know, but I don't, not all of them are necessarily at a 22 either. I, yeah, I, the, I, think it, I think it's just, it's. I feel like you guys are just underplaying, like under, uh, what's the word, like not giving valuing. them credit. Yeah, undervaluing the nuance of the team. Now, because, but, because it's different. Anyway, go yeah. ahead, Jason, sorry. The second, the second version I played was a little bit different. Like, they didn't, uh, they had a ton of perplex and knocking, and they, and he had high defense, you know, uh, you know, ball going, but he also was perplexing me down, like it's a ton. Uh, you know, you got Black Leopard already knocking your stats down, but then they had like minus two perplexing the thing, you know, Valeria perplexing you down, uh, Franklin perplexing you down. Like it was just, yeah. I mean, that just made it extremely hard to try to hit anything. Even being outside of Black Rep- um, Black Leopard's range, uh, you got minus three to your attack. I mean, it's still pretty damn hard. I mean, I think one thing I, I would want to say about the team, and we can we can move on after the if you want it, is just I feel like that the reason it, it it didn't do great and does did better than expected is that it has a high entry point of play. It is not like uh, a, a widow team, like the basic widow team. Like it, it doesn't have an easy entry. That's you true. Have, it is hard. It's have, harder to play. For sure. Right. Yeah, you so, have to know how to, when to switch out, how to position well, how to exploit your opponent's movements, and if you don't have those nuances and that experience, the team is just going to fall apart. Right, so yeah, but, that's a great point, and that's why I got – there were several folks saying after singles teams, Nats, that, oh, Widow's not any good. Well, she made two of the top eight teams – and now one of those teams didn't have her trade her uh, dice roll trait active, which means she's just that damn good without her dice rolling trait. Sure. Um, but like in that example, like I can go through and sort of not really mindlessly, but let's say I miss a square on Captain Marvel and Widow, and then you just come up and yeet a crit miss. Well, shit. I guess I'm okay. You come up and yeet a three. All right, I'm I'm good, bro. See, I feel right. like that 
There are things and, that other teams and, do that are just unfair. Right. And but so so then your Fantastic Four team falls apart because you just rolled a four. I come in hypersonic, yeet your team because I rolled a crit hit. You can't re-roll me. And like that, but that team just falls apart. So if you have to play a team that's mentally hard to play all day versus someone that can be on half-ass autopilot and win games, you have a very hard chance of making that team be good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know I got I know I got a little excited there, but I mean that <laughs> that's but that's sort of the situation, right? I'm not undervalued. It's like a barrier team. Like the Fantastic Four team is just hard to play all day. And maybe only Isaac A B can be the only person in the world that can play it well. I don't know. Now to be fair, he only played reminder, he only played it in teams. Teams, yeah. That's I don't think he lost in teams though, right? Uh I don't know. I don't have the individual wins but then again right you're looking at like that team probably falls apart against batman Uh, if if batman wins map and has a 15 attack that's only a seven to deal four damage to the whole team they've got the barrier to be able to protect against that though uh yeah but depends on the map depends on the situation um I mean, they're they're not, only, they only have five figures they have to barrier around. So there, yeah. there is, there is, but they they don't have a good <laughs> alpha scenario back either. Yeah, that's true. They would have to. I mean, let's just we also I mean, gotta keep in mind they they have Valeria and they have Franklin. They're two incredibly good pieces, yeah. and it's just it's 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 not just a bunch of commons and uncommons. It's one where maybe down the road we should look into doing a video with somebody who is very fluent with the team, just to see what... Because we don't actively play the team, so it might be interesting to pick the mind of a player who did play it in Nats or had some experience with it and knows okay, what the general thought is out of it. Because sure. we haven't done it ourselves. We, we do it at, from a opponent's standpoint, like this is what we think they would do, this is what I would do, but someone with the... Hundred of hours or whatever yeah, experience. Yeah, because I'm sure if we ask PJ what what is Fantastic Four doing against Batman, he's gonna rattle off this, 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 and this, you know. Right. Yeah. You got to remember that to me that any team has to be able to score points. That's true. I agree with that generally. And um, like, like for me, like if I was just to play the counterpoint for whatever PJ was to say, whether that's barrier or whatever. And they get a fate across the map and blow up barrier and kill a piece. Then what's the deal? Like, how does that team get across the map? I think I'm pretty good at analyzing how hero clicks work, and I don't see any way for that team to get across the map fast enough while protecting itself to win against Batman. Yeah. Um, they're and, best Bat- and, uh... and Batman in general also made two of the top eight teams. In singles. I just think there's too many things that do too many unfair things right now. That it's not, like, it's a solid team, but it doesn't do anything, besides Valeria a little bit, but it doesn't utilize Valeria that well. Um, Like, there's teams that can just deal five penetrating damage from ten squares away, or there's teams like Batman that can just, (laughs) just shoot everything for six damage. So I don't... 
you know it's i just don't think it do, it's unfair enough in the current meta yeah, but I, but I, I will say this the batman shooting and the the, the vultures and whatnot teams aren't going hard into those figures anymore that's not the strategy it's you don't go full into one or the other you have both yeah but like, that's Right, but but it's not like vulture teams of yore where you pumped them up to what 15, 14 attacks, six damage, and you're like, go vulture, wipe their team. It's vulture. Yeah. You're gonna be, you're gonna have some perplexes, but not much. We have a bunch of other stuff we're throwing at them. Like so. I don't know. I'm so I'm just looking at, at Scott's team, which is kind. It's a vulture esque team, and it had it can. Perplex him up five times and double T game across the map on turn two. Yeah, let's so. let's be clear for the vulture players that are doing well, like Adam and Joe all said, Oh, Vulture didn't do much other than just win me my games half the time on turn two. So we've got Vulture to talk about here soon as well. There's not one, two, three. Where are you getting five perplexes? Um, he switches the um, reality to Jason, and then he has two perplex blocks turn two. I see four. Valeria, traitor, reality, double um, bystander. Well, he only has one kitty cat. Is there another cat? Oh, it's uh, Gwen. 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 Yeah, That's it, Gwen. Gwen. I forget about Gwen. Mm-hmm. But, but even still, I don't think he... I, watching occasionally gains, I don't think he still went all in. Cause he normally other, does, he, but yeah. he definitely he can. So it's just as good as a regular Vulture team. He just can also do all this other shenanigans that just kills you. I, I guess so. Um so a different subject relating to teams, unless you guys had other things you want to talk about with this real quick. Go ahead. we got a lot to talk about still. Um, so one thing I've taken away from this event as kind of the organizer, um, I think next year if we were to do this again, which we have to prepare as if we will, hopefully we won't, but right. you always got to think of next time we can have a big tournament. I definitely want to separate teams from singles a little bit more. Um, I do think players that played Highlander already teams and singles definitely had an advantage over players that did not. Like, I feel like you guys suffered a bit because you didn't have enough practice with your team teams. And the players who won, for example... Four point outside of Isaac, Matt Esbrook and Scott Crampton played, played their singles teams. Yeah. Well, outside of some trouble alert shifting and minor changes, <laughs> it's the same team. And a lot of people took that route. Like either they played the exact same team they played in singles, or they copied Adam Friedman's team or someone like in top four and just copied it and changed it. Right. So it's. Something I, I, I'm in hindsight, I mean, I knew we had to do it the way we did it, but next year uh, it's something I wish, I hope we can do is maybe give an extra week, two weeks to be able to allow a little bit more practice time, more wiggle room for newer teams to come out of the woodwork because it, it, it does limit the meta. Like when you look at all the teams we put in for teams, 
there was a lot less variance and like original uh, not say originality but there was a lot more cookie cutter teams a lot more staple teams in teams yeah because just people it's hard to prepare as much for it yeah so i think the people who prepared in the way of hey i have a really good singles team and i only have to change one or two things I'm just going to play that in teams. Like, Tyler, you obviously can't do that because <laughs> your team relies on a lot of Phoenixes. Uh-huh. Dan, who arguably you did, Dan, you did the best, right, out of the three of you? And oh, that's yeah, because yeah. your team didn't have to make that many changes. It's like, oh, I, you know, I add another really good figure and another really good figure instead of a Marvel. So, it, yeah, it, man, my team's I, team was arguably better than my singles team. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would um, be interested. I'm sure, like, if if you just took people who played the same or similar teams and compared their record to people who played different teams the next weekend, I bet it's a dramatic difference for sure. Yeah, the the only unfortunate thing is that we did not keep up with individual uh, we wins in the sense right. that I don't know who won what on each team. Like your guys's record may have been whatever it is. I don't know how many Dan won, how many Tyler won, how many Jason won. I have no way of knowing it because of how we did the recording. It's unfortunate, but we had to do the recording the way we did, or else the win would have been all sort of messed up, and it, it would. Have it it nice. also y'all also went way faster on Saturday, which is fine. Yeah, well, I mean that we could talk about the difference between singles and nets. Of, uh, I mean. Later. I mean, we. I don't think we. I don't think we really have to. I mean, we know that you guys made some good improvements behind the scenes, um, and we appreciate that everything went much faster. Well, I will say this for Worlds. Obviously, Worlds is going to be way different because ownership isn't required. Yeah. Um, big difference. But I think what we're going to do is we are going to most likely back that deadline date for teams up probably two days. Make it where it's due on Monday for the Saturday tournament. And I know that sucks, but to be brutally honest, you guys are a bunch of lazy players. Not you guys, <laughs> but the whole Hero Clicks community. I think going into teams. Hero Clicks players. Going into teams Wednesday night when teams were due. Wednesday morning, I had two out of 38 teams. I got everything starting at, like, from 4 to midnight. That eight hours is when teams started piling in. And Thanks, then we Tyler. had – yeah, and we had <laughs> and we had uh, two days to review and get back to people and say, okay, why are you playing IDs? Okay, why are you playing uh, – <laughs> why are you playing this trouble or you have it on this team? Why are you playing this? Why are you playing – you can't play this map. That map's not legal. Like, it, it just wasn't enough time for us. So definitely we're going to move it back. Um, I originally was thinking Tuesday, but Monday makes the most sense because you have all of the weekend to finalize what your team's going to be. And then Monday, got to submit your team. Now the tricky part is, is that we have two tournaments on that Saturday. So I have to figure out the logistics for that. Uh, whether I want, because people should be able to potentially change their team that they played in the morning if they make it oh. to go into the afternoon because everybody else gets to have new teams. But at the, yeah. it, it, but at the same time, people who have the buys already in have already submitted their teams, so they don't get the option to change. 
So I, I most likely we won't allow the option to change. It's just something I hadn't thought about until this morning. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, it's just I we knew going into this, we knew it from the entries because we were sweating it with how many people hadn't purchased entries, and then it skyrocketed the very last day, the last 24 hours for singles, did the exact same thing for teams, and did the exact same thing for all the builds. So people take to the very last minute, even though mentally they know what team they're playing, like weeks in advance, they just wait till the last minute. And I know part of that had to do with pictures and getting... You know, all of that, I understand that. That should be not a thing for Worlds, but it's definitely, we're most likely moving it back. Wednesday to Saturday is just not a quick enough turnaround time because we're probably going to do something similar where we load everybody's team into Roll20 for you so that way you're easily able to just pull it over. Yeah, which was fantastic. Which was absolutely fantastic. I was not sold on the... uh the dials you were making just because I was so used to it, but it, it's it's very nice. Um, yeah. I appreciate it. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was in the top eight, I think we only had two theme teams? Or was it three? Of uh, teams or singles? Singles. We had two named three theme teams and then one generic theme team, and the rest were no mm-hmm. theme, non-theme. So that's a stark change from what we have seen you know, right. in the past couple of years. Because here's the here's the issue, right? And I was talking about this in April. It's the damn blender. The damn blender. No, you damn. didn't say blender. You said it. Something about three, right? The triforce. Yeah, triforce, but like the the rock, triangle. Paper, scissors. Or... The rock, paper, scissors. It's the blender, right? The episode was called Enter the Blender. Okay, okay. Because here's here's the problem and here's what people ran into teams that are i i think vulture and the vulture this is i'm going to say this the teams that have vulture on them are vulture teams just like your whales team wasn't a whales team it was a mini shredder team um (laughs) I know you can disagree with me if you want, but until he retired, after he retired, it was a Wales team. Then there was definitely after that. So, so here then it was a Skeets team. Then it was an onslaught team. Then it was a Mojo. Then it was a Mojo team. It was onslaught for uh, teams for the team of it. Um. So, anyways, let me let me make my point here. Um. Vulture, a vulture team, a team that has vulture on it is a vulture team. Okay. The teams. So he, well, I, you can disagree with me, right? So you've got Vulture Jason, right? But I say that that Jason is there to just be a backup should Vulture not be as effective. But fifty percent of the time, Vulture just wins you turn two. And here's the problem: folks are were combating the wrong meta. They weren't good enough against Vulture because they thought that Black Widow was the majority. And Black Widow really wasn't the majority. They made teams that were weak to Vulture and got wiped by Vulture. Um, They wouldn't potentially lose to Black Widow. Um, And then what's the third one? Um, Batman. 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 
Batman. And Batman is fine on unthemed or was themed, right? So what wasn't Vulture was Black Widow was Batman. <laughs> right. In Were the all the top game. teams those three? Uh, Batman was on two of them, Black Widow was on two of them, and Vulture was on two of them I know of, and so out of the six. So the top two had Vulture, third place had Black Widow, fourth place had, uh, Batman, fifth place had Black Widow, sixth place had, no, sixth place did not, because it was a scientist team. Seventh place had Black, or, uh, Batman, and eighth place had, what is this Are you talking about singles? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, eighth place didn't either. So sixth of the teams. So what what did what did eighth place? What was eighth place? Um, it was Wingard. Jason Wingard, Jean Grey, Ace, Val- Maria Hill, Tricentral. That's weird. I never see that. I didn't see that team. Um. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. Um. You know. So there. I mean, there's your anomalies, right? So the problem is, is that that vulture, that scientist theme team, I think, is really great. Um, but unfortunately, Galactus is going to ruin that going forward. So Barclay had his time very briefly here. Um, I, I will, I will say though, <laughs> I it, he could it could be adapted because keep in mind with Carnage we're getting some scientist shenanigans. So keep in mind, don't sleep on Barclay going forward. Sure, right. it's a it's a barrier protect Barclay. I'm going to punch you, but. It's also something that could change with Waldo Arms, with a bunch of things coming down the road. And, you know, we're, you're talking about Galactus for the elemental shift thing. Right. Dr. Turtle. Prim- yeah. Well, that takes a little bit of time to go. And then it's like one square for a bit, then two squares. So it's a slow-moving thing. It's not, hey, you got to move to the middle of the map immediately. So Barclay's right. not dead. It's just they're going to have to adapt. Right, so it don't comes down, sleep on it. It comes down to if that team can move fast enough for me to say I'm just going to sit in my starting area because your team your team will die before mine will. And I th- I feel like a majority of that team has sidestep. Like almost everybody on the team has sidestep, so that they can move slowly. Yeah, it's, I'm with you there. So. Yeah, so it, it's. It's not a de- it's not a death now or whatever. It's not like Barclay's done. It's just they're gonna have to make some adjustments, or maybe it's just a play thing and they they can handle it easily. Maybe they start playing Galactus and make you have to start moving a little bit, so you can't just chill in the back. So there's there's a lot of avenues. It was a very interesting team that I don't think a lot of people were expecting. So I want to give them the credit that they deserve because no one was really right. expecting Barclay. I just make sure going forward, don't sleep on the team. Right. It's definitely got potential going forward as well. But now I would add this one little thing. Uh, Joe beat George and Joe was losing against scientists and then Vulture Thanos snapped his fingers and wiped out his entire team. So tell me this, are you guys going to start playing Vultures now? No, because I want to play a team that's good against Batman, Vulture, and Widow. So I my theory about all this, because you know I, I kind of watched it all happen, 
I think your theory is correct, but I think there's also a secondary theory. Is that earlier in the meta, earlier this year, or late last year, it became basically an arms race for winning map, right? Like Batman needs a wide open map. Widow loves Poison Ivy map. Tri-Sentinels love Ancient Hold. It became just an arms race where we were talking back in spring about how, oh, your theme is less than six? Well, why bother? It needs to be at least above an eight to reasonably win theme. And I think... Right. I and think it's still got to true. The, it's true, but it's sort of not because of all the non-theme teams. I think it got to a point where it's like, okay, instead of having to win theme to not instantly lose, how can I build my team to handle every map and every scenario? Right. And so it's like, okay, Wingard is kind of the ultimate Swiss Army knife because he could pop out any pog that solves barrier issues, perplexing issues. Like, he's great. Let me throw in random meta figures, Vulture, Batman, Widow. Like, I could just throw them all on the team and create my own mini blender. And you now have to solve two parts of my blender in one match. Right, so... So I agree, um, but it also came down to I made one critical mistake of versus Joe that caught that cost me. I had I went for the kill on Dark Phoenix with Chewy, and Dark Phoenix rolled Imperv. Um, so what I should have done is I'd already missed once that turn with the recruit. What I should have done was. He put double perplexes in the Dark Phoenix's defense. I should have perplexed up her defense with Chewy, perplexed down the defense with the other Chewy, or perplexed down the attack of the other Chewy, so that I could have generated Black Vulcan and penetrating poisoned her to death. Because I did not roll the 11 that it would have taken. So it, it comes down to the point I'm making. I think that Widow Captain Marvel has the chops to continue to play well. Um, I've just got to learn to play it better. And I was more prepared weekend two than I was weekend one. Yeah, but your weekend two team with Batman and Widow is essentially what I'm talking about. It's what the meta has become. We have these like star players, star figures that control the meta. And instead of going it all in on one, it's now let's go all in on two. And you have to figure out which two I'm playing. And you got to right. deal with two of them. Right. So I think that you can I think that a lot of folks didn't build against Vulture well enough. And that was the problem, and that and that's why Vulture continues to do so well. Um, like and like Tyler, you love your team, but it's you know, and Isaac Batman wrecked it, right? Like you did very well for the most part, um, yeah. given your level of practice. And then you ran into Batman, and you were just like, "Well, I'm going to go get Chipotle, guys." <laughs> yeah, I mean. Now, it's- now- Real quick, so you could tailor this into your answer, Tyler. Could your team have handled non-theme Batman? Yes, that, that's the issue. With um, your with your one map. Yeah, with my one map. Yep. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Um, I think 
and I, I'm hesitant to say this. I think, I think the issue is, uh, not power creep. I think it's a balance issue. I think WizKids has made certain pieces that are just so good. They break the game. They're just like they do things that are just unfair. That you sort of have to play those pieces. And I think that what we've seen is just people just like, oh, these are they identified those, you know, five, ten pieces and they put them on a build. Like they don't synergize that well with each other. It's just this pe any of these pieces individually breaks the game and can win me the game and you just have to deal with all of them now. So I think it I think that's the issue, that there's certain pieces that are just too overtuned and there's so many of them. And they're, it's so clear which ones they are based on results um, that that is an issue that we are running into. Um, right, yeah. And, and yeah, and I like that too, right? So add in your new overtuned of Valyria Von Doom, right? Best piece in Europe, folks, yeah. I mean, yeah, because well, she's just supplanted Groot, right? I think she's better than Groot, but Groot is. Not unique, so we will see more of her. Right. But she's so. gonna get the, the the issue is is that everyone's waiting with bated breath, and unfortunately, Nationals is kind of reinforcing that she's gonna get a fix. I. Everyone knows that's coming. Do we? I. Yeah, what? everyone knows that because everyone said, "Oh, just wait until people start spin ringing." Like spin ring is in top eight, and pretty much the whole tournament was the most played object. In yeah. outside of all right, well, I take that back because Doc Ock, uh, the Octopus Arms was pretty much on every team. Also, it was between those two: Influence, Spin, and Octopus, top three objects in the entire meta by far. Yeah. Like not even close. And the Spin Ring always went on Valeria because that just made her easy pen damage, like a mini Shredder for 35 points. And so I know all the group height, the Groot height hype. Man, I can't even say that, but it's it depends i think so you, do you think they're gonna errata group too they would have to right it's the same uh, thing only yeah i would think so i mean i i don't know i mean oh just, you mean sorry uh, i was talking about old school group oh we're talking no we're talking new group we're talking oh, okay. venom, yeah, venom group sorry sorry so i think i think there's a different way to look at this that even so i think that even if they errata valeria to to fix her pin damage thing, she is still just as well played as she was before. I, I think, and I'll I'll say this real quick. I completely agree because how people are currently using her is not exploiting it the way they probably will fix it. They're gonna try to fix. Not uh, back, right? No, they're gonna. Well, I guess not back. I think they're gonna probably fix the multiple instances from a result of not back. Yeah, I absolutely. assume that that's the main issue. That's the exploit, right? Is onslaught but, coming in and so punching. So it is, but none of the top teams use that. I mean, they right, die. and that and that's my point. Like that's my point is that they're gonna fix her, but the top teams didn't use her for that, so yeah, she'll so still be dominant. Okay, so they're not gonna fix her. That is what you're telling me. Well, no, they're gonna basically. I mean, I assume they're going to close loopholes. It just makes sense, right? Because everyone looked at it and said, man, Onslaught with her is nuts. Because he could just punch someone, knock back for nine. You take the knockback damage, the mind control damage, whatever, and then you take four pen damage from her just 
hip-hop in a way, and then you add in Venom Groot and just tag team and bam, you're gone. But they, here, they, they never fixed Tri-Sentinel, so why is this a problem? Right, they never fixed Tri-Sentinel. They released something that did the same thing that Valeria did. So well, let's, I, let's And does it, it better because you don't even have a lot of fire for it. Let's yeah. keep in mind, though, and this isn't any insider knowledge. I'm not privy to cool whiz kids knowledge. I just have the rock knowledge. Let's keep in mind, this year has been in the crapshoot, right? So they probably were saying, all right, let's see how things roll out in Nationals. Oh, crap, National isn't happening. Let's wait and see how things turn out in Worlds. Crap, Worlds isn't happening. Oh, we got this rock thing. All right. So, sure, maybe we see a watch list down the road or or something now that we have a major tournament, which we haven't had since Rock Cup last year. A um, big major tournament to see how these figures perform. So that's right. my only reason I'm thinking they're waiting for Tri Sentinel. They were waiting for a big tournament to see if it's still a problem. Right. So 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 here's so here's the thing is that so we got so Valeria was in four of the top teams mm-hmm. in singles. Uh, Tri Sentinel was in one, two. Three, three of the top teams. Um, so, uh, I mean, so but I'll, I'll wrap up one last point on Valeria. Thirty points, leadership, perplex. Yeah, she's uh, good without that trait. Right, she's fantastic. You just you if you ratted her to delete that trait, she's still just as playable. Um, uh, not just as playable, but she's well, still. Okay, oh, you know what I mean, right? Like. Like, she is unthemed leadership, perplex, no problem, or on theme, doesn't matter. Um, it's the same way 2 by 2 group was played on unthemed and themed teams alike. Um, so what what you run into is that Tricentil needs a fix, Vulture needs a fix, Valeria needs a fix, Venom group needs a fix. Um, and... I think, honestly, realistically, Valeria and Venom Group don't get fixed to have no changes to them because their wording is just how it is. So those figures don't get changed. They may change how knockback works, um, but I doubt it because that's a huge that's a huge uh, write-up change in the rulebook. Which, uh, didn't they say we were supposed to be getting one frequently? Like, it wasn't going to be a seven-year thing it was supposed to be shorter between rule books because we went from 2012 to 2017 17 so it's been four years so we're due for another one in like a couple years right right so um so the the two fixes that are still the most huge to me and continue to be the two most broken mechanics in hero clicks is the tri-sentinel and the vulture um and and widow and widow and widow and widow um so i think the three fixes that would make things much more much more i, I less overtuned to to quote tyler vulture just add once per turn okay um try signal that says if he hits or if he actually attacked, then well, he no. gets to, then he gets to blow up. 
Yeah, his is easy. His current wording is free if they if somebody was attacked. It should be if somebody was attacked, then free. That's all the fix it needs there. That's correct. Um, and then Black Widow, I you know I think her, um, you know depending on how much you hate Black Widow, um, I think she's probably fine if her dice rolling trait was just moved into range and line of fire. Just like her trade crafts. So they faster, um, essentially. Basically. Because <laughs> Faust um, was fine after that. Yeah, Faust. That, that's mm. easy. They faster. Don't make it global. Don't you know make what? It within. Make it in. Yeah. You know what? None of this would be a problem if Felix ah. Faust was still around. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how delicious a rolling a yellow would be right now? Yeah. Would he mm. be able to target? Would he be able to even target Black Widow with the shifting? Uh, he doesn't need a target. It was he just doesn't? I don't remember. It's been so long. No, he, he just targets everybody within five of that square. Or three or whatever it was. You don't draw a line of fire? Yeah, yeah, it's just chosen square. All right. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah, he was able to tar- target through blocking and all kinds of stuff. He was actually able to choose a square of blocking and attack from there. Because it, hey, be, it didn't have to be clear or anything. But hey, all this might go away when we get Galactus, so... Ha, eh, I don't think Galactus is that good. He's good, but he's right, not... Kick, kick, kick Tyler from the call, please. Okay, okay. so... Um, nice talking to you, Tyler. So I want to talk about Vulture... Or, I'm sorry, Vulture, not Vulture. We'll talk about Galactus and Spider-Man uh, next time. Um, I do want to run through some folks that have asked us some questions. Uh, Tom Shannonberger, we we thank you for talking good news about Alex. We appreciate that. Rick Ryan, we went over the builds, our team records, and builds that surprised us. Um, Steven Spooner, we just covered the second round watch list for Vulture. Um, and uh, Christian Bojan, we talked about Fantastic Four, uh, the set in general. I think that definitely succinctly comes down to Valeria for me. Um, and then uh, Anthony Barnstable wants to know, after playing with clickable dials, will you ever go back? The answer is no. I don't think I can. Well, we that's still a lot of work for Alex to get them all organized into a, a yeah. file. <laughs> it's, not that, it's not that bad. It's only if I make a major change and I have to redo everything. Then yep. yes, that's a big deal. But with everything I have now, I mean, Carnage won't be that big of a deal. So it's just I got to keep up with the times. I'm sure you can open. I'm sure there are people out there that will help you with that. Yeah, there are. I've had some people ask. It's okay. It's more of a quality control aspect right now. Yeah, that's so. that's fair. So. Um. And then, so, yeah, so Justin will talk about Galactus next time. Richard uh, McClure, by the way, he went 3-2, and two, almost made the cut with the Punisher War Machine team on S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and um, and then, so I think we talked about what the biggest piece of advice. So, uh, what is your biggest piece of advice for playing in online tournaments? Uh, like the day of the tournament, kind of? Yeah. 
I don't know. Uh, definitely, <laughs> like get to a, have a have a have a space set up with as few distractions as possible, so you're not messing or like outside noise or anything. I guess. Don't don't get freaking tilted by roll twenty dice, please. Yes. Don't do. You're that. gonna. It's gonna screw you over, sure. But the problem is, is the tilt makes everything way worse. Like, you can maybe manage yourself out of some of them, and some you can't. But those ones that you might can manage yourself out of, you're not going to if you're tilted. That's the biggest thing. That is a good way to put that. Jason, what did you think? What was your... So you had a, kind of a crazy first weekend and a second weekend. What, what was your takeaway from your presence um, in those two events? Like, your... Uh, your setup and stuff. Yeah, I had to get out of the house and go to and go to my office and play. I just needed I needed a distraction free place to play. That's yeah, and that that's what you got to have. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I laid my cards out in front of me too, so that was I could just look at them easy and reference them if I needed to. Um, having two screens is nice. Yeah, if, I you can, if you can, if you, if, you if you can, if you can do it, two screens is nice. Mm-hmm. Now, well, I will say for worlds, I have a lot of changes I'm still planning on making. I don't want to promise anything right now, but the number one thing is eliminating the need for cards, having the special powers, and even the full dial within the token itself. So you just have to go in look into the token, not like on the field, but like go into settings or whatever, and being able to see the special powers there, as if you were looking at a card. Yeah, I think it's still easier just to have my cards laid in front of me. Well, like, it's a feature just... It's a feature for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that... I mean, that, that's cool. I'm not saying it's not cool, but I mean, I can just look down and there it is. Oh, I, no, I completely agree. Yeah, some, yeah, I mean, some people always prefer analog, which is fine. I'm old. Right. I'm just okay. <laughs> I didn't want I like, to say it. <laughs> I, I like okay. I like you, young whippersnappers can have your computers and whatever. Okay. I like I like classic hero click. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So what's great about uh about Jason's setup is that he was able to get peace and quiet and overtime at the same time. It was great because <laughs> he went into his office. Man, that would that yep. would have been sweet, but you know what? They don't ever pay me overtime because they don't <laughs> pay me by the hours. That, that, that wasn't a thing, but that would have been awesome. It's like, man, yeah. Jason is really hitting the grindstone these past <laughs> two weeks. You see that? Yeah. He pulled all nighters. Yeah. Yeah, on the weekend, man. Right. <laughs> I, I wish that was the case. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> So, uh, Joe G. Asked, so, and I think the last thing I wanted to add there was um, Valeria just. Uh, all right, never mind. I already talked about Valeria. Sorry, I just said that. Um, you can't talk enough about Valeria. It's okay. I, I, I can't. Right. Uh, Joe G. asked, "Why isn't any everyone playing Ace?" Um, and the threat of, and then Gavin Neves said, "The threat of her presence alone should be enough for people to consider." I have a few builds where I try and include her. Um, I think it's just because there is enough named uh, theme teams that a lot. There are three of them in top eight. No, there was one of them in top or two, two. There were two three aces. No, I'm saying ace. Sorry, there were three aces in top eight. (laughs) Yeah, I I know for a fact that 
Ace one Joe. Like I think at least two of this game. Like, she is very good. Um, and she's getting better with this meta. The go the going away from must have a theme team with all these sure. people non themed. Yeah. yeah. She would have affected what? Uh, we said there was only three theme teams in top eight, two. So she would have affected six out of the top eight. Yeah, I've, I've said since she was previous, Ace was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I... It's just you have to play her non-theme. That's I, the trick. So, yeah, I, I, I think... Here's my, here's my thought. I think Ace is really good, but I think I'm practiced well enough to play around her um, a vast majority of the time. Play around not having Rob? Right, because high attack is fine. If I'm only needing fours to hit, I'm probably fine. Let me ask you a separate... Then, uh, then, then Black Widow is not an issue for you, then. Um, so Black Widow, um, the Black Widow mirror, um, I can talk about that for a second. It comes down to pacing and positioning. Um, so it depends on if it's the shifty version, if it's the double Marvel version, if it's some random version with like Micron, it's, it's about threat reach, threat assessment, um, who to go after first? Typically, you want to try to get the other widow off of its, uh, off of its, two. yeah, top two pretty quickly. So, so I um, agree with that, but a crit miss is still a crit miss. That's, still a crit that, miss. Is, that that is that is completely correct, um, and there's nothing you can do about it. But in the ace matchup, I still have theme team problems. Oh, true. And okay. and I and then I as the opponent can do something positionally to put myself in a place to play around that. Now, in Widow versus Widow, if I crit miss, I can't do anything about it because life happens. Yeah. Um, no. Go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead, Tyler. I, I was just going to say, Ace, Ace makes my top ten list for Heroclix. Um, she's just probably not in the top five right now, but, you know, that's <laughs> still pretty good. So She might be in the top five. She's close. Let me ask the two, the two of you, um, Dan and Tyler, and Jason, you can answer too, obviously. When was the last time you guys purposely built for meta a non-theme team? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> three years ago? <laughs> like on purpose? On purpose, building, playing a non-theme team. When, when did uh, Xavier School come out? Uh... <laughs> Right, so for me it was when Lock when Lockjaw when Lockjaw came out. Um, so it just became map. If you if you build to take advantage of it, winning map is still huge. Now theme is still a trap, and and I think that this applies to like the scientist theme team is that theme is a trap if everything doesn't synergize extremely well together because of vulture so if you're just playing theme to try to exploit a map and then someone gets all up in your business the team falls apart um but you know cosmic x-men um monster 
all these teams have had pieces that synergize really well together that aren't necessarily map dependent. So as long as your theme team is okay with losing map, you're probably fine. So I, I guess I, I the reason I asked this question is because we only had three theme teams in top eight. And I know top eight isn't all of the meta, but it does represent, hey, these are the teams that just did better. Yeah. So does do these results at all change your opinion about playing non-theme teams? And do you would you entertain the idea of building a non-theme team? It doesn't change my opinion because I have never thought it was bad to build a non-theme team. Um, it just doesn't really fit my play style. I don't think I just I I like to go first. I don't I want to I want to go. I want to I want to make my opponent right. have to be on the back foot. So I think for me I'm still gonna try to stick with this as much as possible. But I it's not even I don't even know if it's the best way to play. It's just how I like to play. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Go ahead. No, I agree with Tyler. Go ahead, Jason. I was going to say, does all this new keyword cheating uh, mean that we're going to have a lot more flexibility in building a theme team now? That's Maybe. True. Yeah, that's it potential. Could make an ace, it could make Ace a little bit worse. Well, Ace, yeah. I mean, yeah, it doesn't have anything good with, like, I don't know, all these other pieces may have, you can, like, robots can be theme team, like, name theme team now, and, like. All these generic keywords that we're using on this stuff might be able to be Spider-Man family now for something good. I don't know. But that's, that's I mean, fair. I think the point uh, I'm looking at this and what Nats has changed for me is that I'm now looking at what is theme really, really worth to me? Is Am I handicapping myself just for the sake of theme when I could play a Vulture, could play a Wingard, could play Ace? Just to, like Ace, you have to play non-theme. She doesn't have generic keywords. She's you're not playing Gotham City Underworld. So, am I willing to? And I have. I've played non-theme teams recently. Like I played the Hulk team um, back in, in the Chicago event. So it, it, for me, it's like I my view is changing. I'm not sitting here thinking, all right, I have to win map. How how bad do I need to win map? Well, should I build my team this way now? Or should I go to non-theme? It's not as detrimental as it used to be. And now I could try to fit pieces that I wanted to play but couldn't because of theme. Now I can fit them in to, to cover my weakness of going second almost every game. So it's something I think a lot of players, especially the you know players who don't have a, determined, like a, a set team, like definitely start thinking about... Like, you don't have to go monster theme team just to get that pluses if it means you now could put Valeria or 2x2 Magneto or Dark Phoenix, you know, that or whatever. Just, right. You don't have to do that anymore because as long as your team can handle not winning map, and I think map isn't... I mean, Ancient Hold is always going to be a thing, but now you could just say, all right, I play a 30-point point Tri-Sentinel, and half the, <laughs> half of ancient holds gone now. Turn one when I activate the retail. So it's, yeah. it, it, it's there's so many blenders, mini blenders going on now. Right. So so I think I think Alex, your your point is 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 well received there. So my thing is is that for me, theme has always been the team absolutely has to work well together if it goes second and loses map. That's the only way theme for me works. Um, 
and then and then second of all i only want typically enough theme to make sure that i can punish non-theme team teams and so far between playing uni on cosmic and um now playing avengers i've against non-theme teams i'm I think I have like a 90% plus win record against non-theme teams with with my generic with my low generic or low name theme teams. Do you know how many teams overall in the whole tournament and singles didn't have theme? I wanted to find that information, but that'll take me some time. But because I I don't have every build in a document that's one of the things i was going to do after team nats but i i mean i will say like i've it's definitely not up to 50 percent. i don't think it's that bad but i think it's definitely significantly higher than what we saw at the rock cup worlds last year it's just it feels when i was putting all because keep in mind i put in manually most of these teams like and we I, me and the other judges did so we saw these teams fairly regularly, and it just did not give me the impression. It felt like non-theme was pretty yeah, popular. I, it was I didn't, popular. I didn't play against a non-theme team the entire time. Yeah. Really? Nope. Mm-mm. No, I faced like a Spy theme, Avengers, two Fantastic Four, Cosmic, uh, three Fantastic Four. Uh, yeah. And, and I think I'll leave with my last point there of unlike Tyler, I do play the more than one map on my map list. <laughs> um, just for that variation. So. Yeah. Um, the only one need one. It's fine. <laughs> until you don't. Until um, I don't. That's right. Um, so, um, Derek Lair will ask your question uh, next time. Uh, Michael Broderick uh, asked dot dot. Um, so, I don't know what that secret code is for. Um, and then Emmanuel will cover your Carnage question. And then I think we have shared our thoughts of hybrid vulture hybrid builds winning a national event uh, two years in a row two years in a row but yet he goes continually on errated well i mean he's got what if rotation happened he's gone right after in next july i hope so right it has to be yeah but then comes the question what if rotation doesn't happen bah, bah, bah. No, bah, I'm just bah, bah. but yeah now he's he's Fair totally question. he's He's totes gone. Yeah, it's he's two sets ahead of Batman, which is the yep. oldest set. So something I mean, to consider. I've been saying it should be rad since it came out. So yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, my biggest thing outside of Vulture, I think WizKids needs to clip. WizKids needs to fix place. Yes. The word place is very confusing to new people like from experience judging this tournament and a lot of people didn't know like there are two types there's two types of place right you generate and you place someone next to you that's not place that's not place it's a different place 
It's, it's like a completely different place. <laughs> and they did it. They ruled it that way because poison, because of pogs. People were like, oh, you can't poison after you place with a pog. And then they made a wind ruling. So that's a different kind of place. And like, it's <laughs> so dumb. It's like, and okay. That, Valeria says, when you place a figure within five of her. And then this says, place this figure. That doesn't count, though. It's so dumb. Well, and but then that could also solve this whole knockback issue. If they make a ruling and say, oh, no, no, no. When you knock back, that place is this weird it's other late. place. It doesn't. It needs to be <laughs> the third kind. The, the, no, no, the, the secondary place, the kind, the kind that that you, happens when you generate, happens when you call somebody in, happens when you shift and focus, you you place, replace, like because I I've, I got questions like, hey, they're ger- generating a widow's recruit in front of my Val- uh, Valeria. Do I deal one because that character was generated? It was placed there. Well, no, because that's not place. That's a different kind of place. So they yeah. need to come up with a different word. Right. All right. They, they got to come up with something. Capital and lowercase would also work. All right. How about this? My brain hurts at this point. Let's go to final thoughts. Jason, go. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm tired. I don't know. I don't have any. Alex. Wait. What are we talking about? Carnage set. <laughs> Where are we talking about Carnage? Next time. Next time. Next time. So many. So many things. Okay. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, final thoughts. Um, Nats was fun. It was a great success by anyone's measure. Um, I think most people had fun. There was a bigger turnout than the last year, couple years in Nats. I'm pretty sure. Uh, looking forward to Worlds. That's me. Yep. So yep. And again, I thank all the Rock staff and crew for their uh, diligent work and getting us through uh, many rounds and short periods of time. Um, And then thanks, everybody, for listening to Clickstoff today. We'll talk to you all next time. See you.